Jesus, Jesus, Jesus likes girls. Jesus, 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 Jesus likes girls. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus likes girls. What up? It's Jesus likes girls. Hi, how are you? Hey. What's up, people? Did you just hear my LaCroix pop? I did. You know, God bless the makers of LaCroix. Gretch calls it LaCroix. LaCroix. Mm -hmm. Do you remember in Girls when, um, did you watch, did you see Girls? I turned you on to Girls. You're right, you did. But, um, who was her boyfriend who turned out to be gay? Boyfriend from college? Yes, that they ended up being roommates. <laughs> oh, what is his name? Evan? I'm not sure, but there's no, someone who was going to move in with them, and they were stating the stipulations required, and one of them was two cases of LaCroix in the refrigerator every week. <laughs> that was one of them to be their roommate. Was he in his underwear? Yes. <laughs> And they were both so serious. They're like two cases of LaCroix in the fridge every week. I mean, it sounds reasonable enough to me. I was like, that is the smartest roommate <laughs> stipulation I have ever heard. Have you ever had roommates besides yes. Storm? Yep. In college at Wayne State. How'd it go? Um, <laughs> need you ask? <laughs> what? It went so poorly. Not surprised. Because you know why? Why? Roommates fucking suck. <laughs> Really, I had two of the coolest roommates. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> they were both great. I was just, that's the first time, actually, it was the first time I'd ever lived on my own with people and was paying rent. I'd been in the dorms in college, but I'd never paid rent before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about you? Ever have roommates? <laughs> yes, I have. And um, I, don't I don't recommend it as a trying out life becoming adulting thing. But just what go else? straight to a home. But what else can you do? You can't afford shit. There's ways. There's always a way to okay. be alone. <laughs> <laughs> and this is coming Dude, from it's a so true. highly tuned extrovert. Yeah. Like roommates, bad scene. Bad scene. Dude. Young people don't have the coping skills to navigate that kind of turmoil-filled relationship, which is living together with another person. No. They I don't a, have it. I have a hilarious Christian story about my roommates. <laughs> Bring it. Okay, so before I was dating Josh, there may have been some overlap. I was also dating this Christian guy, and he was uh, he was the one wearing the Pray Naked shirt. Remember I was telling you about, and a bunch of people wrote us, and they were like, Oh, yeah. It's the band! And I was like, what? Okay. So, in any case. Um, so, but I had my Wayne State theater life, and then I had this Christian dating thing going on as well, right? And never the two shall meet. Like, they were not hanging with each other at all. You know, I had it real, I had it real separate. And so, one night by surprise, this guy shows up with, like, two of his friends at my apartment. And my roommates are there, and some other theater kids are there. And these guys are straight-laced Christian, almost militant. And I don't mean militant like white supremacist. I just mean they're so about their beliefs in Jesus, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> Got it. <laughs> they come into this theater scene and no one in the theater group knows who these guys are and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And so these guys, like my roommates were first off, like, who are these three huge hot men who just walked in our apartment? Thank oh, they you, Zena. Yes. <laughs> Every, they all were. Okay. And kind of like like fringe or like alternative kind of and they just like 
stroll in. They're all like six foot tall, and my roommates are looking at me like, dang, we didn't realize we were getting an upgrade by having <laughs> Zena in the And I'm like, shit. Like, I am not excited. And so over the course of the night, the theater people are so base, so wrong in their speech. Like, they're telling stories of in front of three Christian dudes. And I was like, just sitting there like, when worlds collide. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Can we go back to the... Right? It's like the worst thing you could imagine being said at any time. Honestly, why was that conversation even going down? Because they were theater kids. Um, I've known lots of theater people. I've never had that combo. Did you go to theater school? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry for that. No. No, I didn't. Well. <laughs> you get, Think of theater kids in high school. Mm. They're real repressed. They barely, like, I don't know, looked another person in the eye. They're so weird. Yeah. <laughs> and then, when they get to college, it is, like, on for them. They're out of control. And nothing's off topic. And nothing is off color because you're taking all these risks on stage. Mm. And so the more risks you take on stage, the more you do that in your own life, too. Mm. So there are some weird people in theater. <laughs> so. Okay. Oh, it's so gross. I mean, when the words came out of her mouth, I was sitting there like, God hates me. <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely despises me. You know what came into my mind when you were saying that? What? While I was laughing was, Lamo, 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 Sabak, Dini. <laughs> like the Latin thing that Jesus cries out on the cross, like, God save me. I don't even know. I'm sure I just butchered the shit out of that, but Yeah, anyways. I don't think that sounded anything like it. But um, I'm trying it sounded to think exactly it. like I'm trying Jesus. to think how you actually say it. How do you say it? Like I just did. All right. Oh, so welcome you to the podcast. Snoop Dogg's birthday. It's Snoop Dogg's birthday. You know what we should do? What? Sing. Okay. Best part of waking up is not giving a fuck. That's yeah, right. girl. Thank you, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> you are so right. And it's hard. It's hard to remember. It really is. It's so it's hard. It's very difficult. It's like you wake up, you're giving a fuck right away, you know? <laughs> I saw, I saw the funniest TikTok of this actor. Yeah. And she was playing her brain at 3 a.m. when she's got to be up at, by 8. Mm -hmm. And it's just all these really funny snippets of her video recording her double time. You know, as this person, as the girl laying in bed and as the girl playing her brain. Okay. This isn't going to be as funny as I thought it was when I first started telling the story. <laughs> Abandon ship. Abandon ship. Jump ship. <laughs> Shut it down, story. Shannon. Shut it down. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Oh. This is Jesus Likes Girls. I'm Zena the Warrior. I'm Shay Shay. Who? <laughs> I say I your whole it. damn name. <laughs> your face was Fine. instructional. I was like, okay, I'll finish it. I'm sorry, I have an instructional face. <laughs> people are always saying that to me. Your face is so instructional. Do people talk about your face to you, though? Um, no. People always misread my face. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> well, because your face is one of my favorite parts of our friendship. <laughs> it's totally serious. Okay. And I talk about it all the time. Yeah, I guess you do. Like, even on our podcast, I've noticed, I'm like, I need to stop talking about our face. <laughs> because it's so expressive. 
Yeah. And I know you communicate so much through it. Yeah. And I love that. It's so fun. <laughs> but and inti- it feels very yeah. intimate. Intimate? Yeah. Hmm. Intimate face. Not intimate, like sexual. Well, what does intimate mean these days besides sexual? It's <laughs> <laughs> all anyone Good point. Means. Good point. But I just meant like transparent almost, maybe. Oh. As a better adjective. Well, then why did they misread my face if it's so clear? Because you're a very wise woman. And so when you're conveying things, sometimes people don't understand it's too high for them. Gotta get up on my level. Yeah, it's really true, actually. Speaking of high level, let's talk about Snoop Dogg for a minute. Yeah, let's go back to that. I mean, do you know how old he is turning this year? I don't, but I really want to guess. Go for it. Um, 50... How old am I? 56. 56. 54. What's your final answer? <gasps> the pressure! 55. Let's just compromise on 55. Even though I think 56 is right. He's 50. Fuck! That was way off. I know. Think of how much that man He's has accomplished. He's only years older than me. Has accomplished in his lifetime. 50's real benchmark, you know? Yeah, it is. It's like legit halfway. 100%. Hopefully. Right? Not young, not old. It's like very mid. Very, it's very mid. 50's about as mid as you can get. <laughs> Agreed. But Snoop! I mean, damn, in 50 years, he's already, I mean, he could sit back in a chair and literally just like be in a rocking chair for the next 50 and people still would not have accomplished everything the man has accomplished. Yeah. It's crazy. He is so cool. He is really cool. I like that everybody likes him. That's something that I like about Snoop because that's probably a desire of mine. Like the rest of humanities, we all want to be liked in some way. But think about that. But he, he really is. He is, but he's also super boundaried. Is he? Oh my gosh. I don't know. How do you know? Who could get up next to Snoop? Only the people he's letting him. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Well, that that's man like an element is... of being famous, too. Well, he's not every famous person figures it out. And he, everyone loves him. So he's got way strong boundaries. He's super successful. And he's beloved. Because he's a motherfucking shit. That's right. <laughs> oh man. Happy birthday, Snoop. I'm so glad Happy you were born. Birthday. I'm glad he was Wow. Really? Um my phone's at one percent, so I didn't really think I needed to pay attention <laughs> to the sound haptics. But I guess I was wrong. <laughs> Those iPhones, man, they oh. really make them the last. You know, I went to a water park recently for my niece's birthday. Yes. And a lot of people were carrying waterproof phone cases around. And I just thought, God damn, we'll go to like really extreme measures to make sure we can have our phone on us at every moment. Mm-hmm. I'm going down a water slide. I need my fucking iPhone on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to take a video of it, you do. I mean, is there no time where we could be without our phone I got on a, our I got skin? A water, I got a water case when I went to the Keys for my birthday. That's different. Why? That's that was intentionally for photography. Yeah, well, I'm thinking there's this too. With their kids, these are like, you know, they saved mm-hmm. up all their fucking money to bring them Instagram to Instagram this- on a water slide. That's some bullshit. I gotta give mad props <laughs> to them. <laughs> no. But no. I, hey, I've got a good segue into boundaries. What? Today on our podcast, which we're still trying to start, it's mm-hmm. 15 minutes in. High five, Shay. That's the new record. We're talking about friendship. Yeah. And I figure boundaries is a wonderful segue. I totally agree. I was trying to get there. You were? Yeah. Okay. But I just kept getting distracted by my own self. Well, because I I am thinking about friendship all the time. Okay. Are you? No. (laughs) 
See, I was laughing because of your face partially. Okay. Anyways, I think about friendship a lot because I think about relationship a lot also. Because they just, they like are the basic foundation of how we operate in the world. Very true. Very true. I agree. They're very important. I don't think I think about it a lot because it's stressful for me. Yeah. Friendship is a stressful area for me. Yeah. Relationship in general is a stressful area for me. Friendship and marriage and parenting. Yeah. And work. They're yeah. all complicated to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the most stressful in the litany of what is stressful. And I do enjoy friendship. I like friendship. I have a lot of good friends. But I just feel like the longer you go on with friendship, the older you get, the harder it is. Hmm. I feel like it's just always been hard. Okay. And complicated. Like, it's always been important to me, but I've always been confused about it. About friendship? Yeah. Uh, what about it? <clears throat> um, what, what about it's been confusing? Yeah. Well, it really, it goes back to the way I was raised and my relationships with my parents, which were lacking and very neglectful. See, that's exactly what I was thinking in prep for this. Mm -hmm. Like, really, it starts off with what was your friendship like with your mom? Right. If we're talking about relationship with men and women, that's different. I don't know if it, I mean, but really, I guess it's true for my dad, too. Mom and dad. Yeah, same. Yeah. And it models for us how we operate within those dynamics of relating to other people for the rest of our fucking lives. Until you learn how to change it. Even if you change it, you're still having to face that. Yeah, I mean, eventually you get past it. Great. <laughs> I mean, it will always affect us, our, our initial upbringing will always affect us, but it's not the end of our stories, you know? Yeah. So, <clears throat> but I know that shit gets old. Yeah. You're like, does. this a fucking gen? <laughs> <laughs> Hence all of my apathy before that statement. Seriously. In our conversation. I remember, you know, dealing with childhood sexual abuse mm -hmm. I felt for so long like I would never get past that you know what I mean yeah like that's just how like intense things feel they really do especially if it drags on for a really long time because even though I've worked on a lot of stuff for a long time it still is something that is a prominent part of my life okay. even if it comes up inconsistently it's still like oh god really I know one time <laughs> I was so fed up with it that it was just the center of my processing mm. and thinking and fucking healing and all that shit you know <laughs> and I was walking with Mandy Major who comes up on this podcast a lot mm -hmm. we gotta get her as a guest one day Dude, I welcome the day you know what would be a great thing if we went to Texas and we did a podcast there with her it's a write-off at her new house <laughs> Of course, I, that would be a dream. Let's set it up. Mandy, make it fucking happen. We're on it. So, what Blake, we... get ready. We don't even fucking care, Blake. <laughs> Step aside. We're going to be moving in your house for three days. <laughs> I imagine Blake listening to me and like, what I do? <laughs> oh my gosh, I miss them. I saw a TikTok the other day that was like talking, it was this um, audio of somebody explaining a write-off. It was from Schitt's Creek. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, he was wanting something and his dad was like, how are you going to pay for that? And he's like, it's a write-off. Then he was going through, <laughs> like, what is a write-off? He's like, I don't, eventually he came to like, I don't know, the people, they pay for it, somebody, whatever, you know? Oh gosh, that show. It was so funny. And so I just keep using it. I'm like, it's a write-off. <laughs> Just ridiculously. <laughs> Let's go to Texas. It's a write-off. 
We're going. going. I don't fucking know. It's happening. But one time she and I were walking and I was talking just about that subject. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. so sick of this issue always having to be what I have to look at. And she was like, a sage. Because she is a sage. She kind of is. She was like, well, Zena, it's like an onion. She brought out the onion metaphor. (laughs) I instantly recoiled. Me too. Oh, no. Right? And that's the other thing about Mandy. She can be a little corny. Yeah, she don't care though. So in any case, she was just talking about you. It's it's not the same thing. It's just another layer of the issue. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that was some ASMR. It's gonna be. It's gonna go viral. So what about this was so wise? Because I've had to think back to that fucking stupid metaphor often. Oh, and be like, oh, it's so fine. Because healing, healing isn't like, this isn't getting me anywhere. Why the fuck do I even try? That's not it. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is still an issue and there's still more to work through. And I am making progress. I'm not where I was when I started these things, you know? Mm-hmm. And all of that self-talk that needs to happen in order to continue because it's so hard. Yeah, there's so much apathy in me. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I've been listening to you and I'm like, you don't even care. No. <laughs> I hope someone cares out there. Uh, Damn, I'm Shay. incredibly cynical lately, and Damn. I think it's partially just because I'm so fucking tired. I'm just like, whatever, dude. Take you a know? nap. <laughs> Get some perspective. I stayed in bed the entire day yesterday. At one point, I was like, what if I just started living like the grandpa and grandmas from Willy Wonka? It's just like laying in my bed all the time until some magical experience beckons me and helps me to walk again. Wow. That'd be I don't weird, know. right? Is that the storyline of Willy Wonka? No, it's this, it, but it's the storyline of the grandmas and grandpas. In Willy Wonka? Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever watched that. The movie? Correct. Or Red the book what yeah i just know things about it because it's a part of culture but i never watched it watched it wow it's like i just met an angel or something (laughs) i see well they they had intense friendship relationship okay charlie the child in willy wonka and his grandpa oh no there's there's philosophers out there or fans maybe i should say that have written whole like christian perspectives on willy wonka that willy wonka is like a godhead and jesus is the grandpa and charlie is us and i'm not even gonna go into that because whatever okay but but anyways i was i got i was trying to get some rest rest i was trying to catch up a little bit Okay. It's a weird experience, Russ. Yeah. Have you tried that NyQuil Z's? You know, I'm always too scared to try. The only thing I've done for sleep ever is take melatonin. Yes. Okay. Well, the NyQuil is a melatonin free, but it's all natural main ingredient valerian root. And the drink that you, you drink like two tablespoons of it. And it, I can't tell you how good it tastes. Really? It tastes like sleep. What is the actual fuck? I didn't know until I tried NyQuil Z's. I don't know what NyQuil Z's. I don't know what sleep tastes like. It's a little hard for me to imagine. It's so beautiful. It's like the best tasting thing ever. This is a throwback to how much you love the nighttime ritual of bedtime. (laughs) (laughs) You're like earplugs. Oh yeah. When somebody had to wear a medical, start wearing a medical device for sleep, you were like, "This is amazing." It's so true. (laughs) I think it's so sweet. Why do I love to sleep so much? I don't know, but it's a real inspiration to me because I get so little of it. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, 
you just got it right on. She's got her thumb <laughs> on the pulse of what's important in life. <laughs> oh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed every fucking day. Oh, my gosh. Oh, just saying. Well. <laughs> okay. So, I don't know how we got on that tangent. But seriously, you got to try it. I don't even know it. where we are. Please try it. Okay, but we were talking about friendship, boundaries, how your base relationships with your family um, forms the kind of friend you become to others. Yeah. And I think for me... <clears throat> my parents were really codependent. So that's the primary thing that's affected how I interact with everybody. Gotcha. And the the thing I have to address the most and work on the most, there's lots of other issues as well, but that one is the most consistent. It's so funny how much our families shape us and form us. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're basically just like representations of the family we grew up in. I know. <sighs> <laughs> that's my cynicism. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's weird is Colin won't mind that I'm talking about this, but my brother, as I see him age, because I've kind of raised him, you yeah. know, as I see him become a more fully formed adult, he behaves like my dad a lot. <sighs> and I've been making jokes about it to him because it actually was just it was light to me, but it doesn't feel light to him because we don't hold my dad in high regards for how he behaves in life. Well, maybe and it's so good that Colin you pointed hears out that he's then. like, what? He just doesn't see it. But well, it's I mean, it's, it's honest. It's good to be self-aware. It's just hard for people to A, look at, yeah. B, accept, C, swallow the pride about. And that's it, man. People are yeah. so proud. It's like, dude, grow the fuck up. Easily offended. It's like, please, man. I'm not talking about Colin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking about, I know. I'm talking about myself. You yeah. know, it's like we can't. It's really hard for us to be objective about ourselves and grow up and become better friends. Well, and I understand it. Like, you've really helped me a lot in our friendship. I mean, I didn't want to, like, go here so quick, but but it's really true. Like, you have called out you've had the like courage to call out things that have been really difficult for you to do with me and I've been so appreciative of that whole time I've known you because it builds a lot of trust when somebody's willing to face hard things you know well I appreciate your friendship and you've taught me a lot you are a very loving person you know because I know I'm no walk in the park Shay complicated person and I'm not easy to be friends with I don't think but um many times I've I've thought like okay if I say this to Shannon this will be the end of our friendship and and you're like no I love you I I I support you you you're just a loving person I appreciate it thank you you're welcome See, this is an example. My allergies are so bad. This is an example of healthy friendship. Yes, and it's hard one. Shannon and I, our friendship has not been simple. No, no, it really hasn't. But it's—I don't even know. Maybe our senses of humor have gotten through us through a lot. Well, we do process emotions through humor. That right? is true. That is true. But we we really fucking like each other too. I think we have similar we, backgrounds, mm-hmm. and not and and kind of not everyone has a background like the one you and I have. Yeah, it's kind of like well, you know, in preparing for this, of course, the first thing I went to was David and Jonathan in the Bible because that is a picture of friendship that's supposed to be or has been taught to me as like these guys were great friends. Yeah, but as the idea of ultimate friendship like laying down your life for for another person is real friendship and these they people, didn't do that yes they did they did David and jonathan yes yeah. 
And their friendship was so intense. They they said in the Bible it was stronger than a love between a man and a woman. Okay. And so these motherfuckers really loved each other. They were tight. <laughs> they were as tight as could be. But they didn't that... have road dogs back then. But if they did, <laughs> they would have been each other's road dog. Well, what was interesting was um, Jonathan says the first time that he met David was before when David came before his father, who was King Saul. Right, because Abs. Wait, David and. Absalom? No. What's the other guy's name? David and... Who are the friends? Jonathan. He was Saul's son. Right. Right. And he said when he looked at David, he felt like he could see into his soul and that their souls like mirrored each other. I just heard an interesting study about when you meet people who you feel like are like-minded, that actually like you're absolutely right. And those moments of meeting a person where you feel understood by them and you click, there's something happening between your brains. Like the science shows that they're... There's some kind of brain. I'm doing a poor job of reiterating no, no, this, you're but saying it right. but um, the science is showing that there's a brain synapsis that happens when people meet and connect in that way. Well, I could even that reminds me of the marriage counselor that both of us saw as married couples. Yeah, Sam. He said, "Well, one time I was saying maybe I just don't like my husband. Like this man pisses me off so much. I think I just hate him." And he was like, "Well, you're gonna feel like that even stronger the more you say that because whatever you say and think, your brain gathers data every time it revisits that thought to back it up to make sense of the world." Mm-hmm. So he was like, "Every time you say out loud to yourself or to somebody else, like I think I don't like him, then your brain takes that as like a thesis and writes all the material that it can gather every time." you're interacting with that person looking for ways to back up the information that your brain is trying to say this is how i make sense of the world we're such survivors Mm -hmm. humans are just we're always just trying to and they said that that brain connection that happens with like-minded people is about evolution and survival Mm -hmm. because you had to meet people that you could work with well to stay alive doesn't that make so much sense it does but in now that we live like we're not out there hunting and gathering together (laughs) like it's so weird that we still operate with survivor brains well i would i would like maybe argue that i think it's the same like we're not actually out in the forest like foraging for dinner but like i just went through a pretty complicated uh relational experience with a co-worker and I have been going through these at this particular job for quite a while, like intense personality conflict. And these people, like if I wasn't, if my brain wasn't helping me and I wasn't doing all this outside work on my life to address what my brain is telling me or what my body is telling me or my reactions or my feelings or whatever, I don't, I don't even think I would have kept going, to be totally honest with you. Like if I didn't have faith or children or all these other impetuses to want me to love life, fuck that. I would have been like done. Wow. And I would have been the weak tribal member that just didn't eat dinner and just died of just died malnutrition. Off. Yeah. <laughs> Sat on a rock and like withered away. Yeah. Like there's only so much a person can take. And Aww. I just felt bad for that person withering on the rock. Yeah, man. It's a real sad, lonely place. <laughs> Get up off that rock. Come on. Turn that frown upside down, little fella. Turn that frown <laughs> I know you're starving yourself to death on a rock. Oh. But turn that frown upside down. It's almost like the perfect example of this, what I'm saying, is the main character in Promising Young Woman. This is making me emotional. Okay. Friendship is emotional. It is, but relationship and pain is really difficult, you know? It fucking sucks is what it does. (laughs) 
There's well, no the, two ways about it. In The Promising Young Woman, her best, her childhood friend gets brutally attacked and gets the raped life. Gets killed. raped. She doesn't get killed. Oh, she doesn't get, she kills herself. Yes. Yeah. Because it wrecked her. Right. It totally broke her. And then her best friend is just living a cycle of revenge fantasy to write the brutality of that happens in the world and is lost. Right. Like she has nothing. She has no life. No. Nope. It's so sad. It's really a sad movie. It is. But what I liked about the movie, I feel like Promising Young Woman, the title, and talking about, I mean, really, the friend who enacts revenge or tries to, she was brilliant. Mm -hmm. She, like, dropped out of a law program or something, and, and was she was, like, she class. was the top student. And this death of her friend so railroaded her that she was working at a coffee shop, and she was so brilliant. And so that idea of, like, using all of her intelligence to enact the revenge, I just felt like was good. Well, you know what I think it was? I think a lot of people loved it because there's like a higher meta narrative about women and men and relationship and safety and sex and all these other things, you know, but the indulgence of getting revenge and having justice is really like, we love it, you know, because I, I that's well, what I think. It felt like an indulgence for me because I've been, I personally have struggled with revenge fantasy. Right. And I don't as much. So that part of it really for me was just kind of like a blank almost because I don't think that way. Yeah, so for me, it was like, <laughs> 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 to me that part of like all of the resources that maybe people think she wasted and no one really mm. understood why would you give all that up yeah. she was like i'm employing it all for revenge and i'm gonna mastermind this shit you know and mm -hmm. she does and so then it's just like promising young woman like all of her potential people want to say it was wasted it wasn't wasted she did what she wanted to do with her own brilliance mm -hmm. i love that part of it me too yeah it was great we could just talk the rest of this whole podcast about this movie <laughs> it's so good okay going back to friendship what were we talking about what was the last thing we said about friendship oh, oh. getting past well this whole sidelined like into childhood trauma from growing up with parents yeah. you know and then how that affects your friendships currently i was saying that david and jonathan oh right we got that's into where david we left and, off, yes you're right the brain synapse connection correct and i love how i love that the words specifically used were i felt his soul like his soul mm. mirrored me and i think that's a really i think that's what we all want in friendship mm -hmm. you know is we want to be understood feel understood understand easy you know with that connection that you don't have to work at not that the connection that you have to work at isn't as valuable, but there's just something that feels so like home yeah. in the easy soul connection. Right. Agreed. Agreed. But I don't know that most people's friendships are like that. I mean, maybe some, like people say I have a best friend and that person is who they kind of have that soul connection work. But I think even after time that even a connection like that with someone still requires a lot of work. It does. And people like if they don't value friendship, it's not going to happen. They're not going to do the work. I know. Friendship is hard won and it's valuable. And so it's like, if you want something like that, it takes a lot of work. I honestly, because my relationship with my family has always been what it is, limited in connection and the ability to maintain, like have healthy dynamics together. Yeah. Friendship has been my family my whole life. Okay. I think that's true for a lot of people too. Yeah. Yeah. So I just can't imagine not having it. Not 
having relationships that are like really kind of sacred to me. Mm. And of course I get lonely even in those relationships. They don't make up everything about how my needs are met in life or something. But um, I really think they're important. So we don't even need to talk about the upside of friendship. No, you're all, I mean... You're all witness to it. We're having a good time up in here. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Friendship makes life fun. I mean, life, man, is hard. You need some friends to chill with, laugh with, right? Did you ever have a heart necklace that was best friend necklace and one, one your I, best friend had the other I half? I think I did, but I don't remember who I bought it with. I feel like if you never got one of those, you're fucked. Really? Why? <laughs> You've never truly been loved? You have lost life. Aww. It's a sad, I feel really bad. I'll, I'll cry for that person. Okay. Like, I'm so sorry, Brenda, Tammy, Janice, whatever. Whoever you you are out there, you never got to share one of those with somebody. Damn shame. I think it made me feel anxious when I had one. Me too, but I still rolled with it. I was still like, she's my best friend. She's my best friend. I didn't like how there were like those sharp edges <laughs> on the part where the thing. <laughs> I didn't like that. It made me nervous. <laughs> Well, I don't know, Shay. I think we've done it. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, I don't think there's much more to say. We covered Friends it all. Friends rule. Boys rule. Right. Follow us on... Instagram. And... Face... Well, you can't really follow us on Facebook. Just catch us on Instagram. There you <laughs> go. Chasey likes girls. <laughs> That's probably a good plan. <laughs> Or email us at jclikesgirls at gmail.com because we love your stories. Yeah, tell us about your friendships. I mean, we'd love to hear it. I honestly really would love to hear people's friendship stories. Write them. Send them. Bye. Peace.